Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, 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 everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio. We're almost at the end of the summer. Uh... Uh, the end of the summer that never was. Uh, yeah, yeah, we still got another. Know? We still got another seven, eight weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. We had the best day uh, of the summer, Justin, uh, when we went out fishing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that was the nicest day, I yeah. think, that that uh, uh, was perfect. Yeah, no. I was there, says Uncle Gino. Was perfect. Was I loved it. Was, it. Was 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 a great day. Yeah, no, yeah, it's actually, you know, it's it's kind of funny when you're out fishing. It's either the wind or the rain this summer. Um, But if we we caught some perfect days, there's been some nice days out there. Uh, We just went, my brothers and I just went out last week, and it was wasn't a ripple all morning, and then that you know around noontime, yeah, coming out of Newport, yeah, that that wind picks up, and uh, time we were heading under the bridge, you could see those waves were cracking, but. I wouldn't want to be out there this week. Uh, no. A friend of mine went out the other really? day. And oh, turned big around. waves. Oh, he turned around and came back in. He Did said, he? Yeah, moon. yeah. He yeah. said, between the blue moon, the hurricane off, yeah. he said, no, no, they're, 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 they're ripping five, six, seven footers right off the coast. So I can't imagine uh, going way out and hitting some of those. So. Well, even a submarine, uh, yeah, yeah, knows when to uh, uh, stay in, in dark, huh? No, we just drop it down and go eight, nine hundred feet and level off. That's all. Like, find that smooth. You can't feel any waves down uh, there? find that real smooth area. I was, so. Is it wetter underwater when it rains? Yeah, Do it you is. you know that? Oh, yeah. No? No. <laughs> It's the same? It's the same. Okay. It's All right. Justin, if you melt dry ice, can you go swimming without getting wet? There you go. You could. There you go. You, you, you could. But uh, tonight, uh, we're going to, our guest is uh, on his way in, uh, Ed Flynn, uh, the president of the uh, city council of the great city of Boston, is uh, blessing us with uh, his appearance here, and he's got uh, uh, a great background, a great history, uh, Obviously, his uh, his father was a, 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 a an icon in the oh, yeah. city of Boston yeah. for many years and still is. Uh, with his time with the with the at the Vatican and uh, you know uh, uh, Ray Flynn was a big deal. Oh yeah, and hey, you know we're right in the middle of it now. This is uh, for the local folks, for the local mayors in the area. Sam Sutter obviously won. Uh, this yeah. is a big time for these guys. They're uh, they're starting to. Uh, Get out there and campaign, and uh, it, it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens uh, locally, and uh, and hopefully for veterans, it, wherever you are, uh, I hope you uh, look and see who's running in your area and talk about veterans benefits and make sure these people are walking the walk and talking the talk uh, yeah. because uh, once you make the vote, you own them for the next two or four years. So you uh, pay attention, veterans. Uh, be sure that uh, your candidate. Uh, is walking the walk because uh, the PAC Act was signed, but you know what? We got a lot more work to do. Uh, grandchildren and children who are affected by Agent Orange needs to be addressed. Uh, women, uh, the women veterans, tons of issues for yeah. them. They are just been kind of left in the in the wake, and we need to, as someone says, we don't uh, we we reach back and, and lift them up. We don't uh, give a handout. We we lift up our fellow veterans and. Uh, and, and bring them along with you us. You know, last week when you were in here, we had somebody call in, 
And they were in Vietnam. Yep. And they were burning uh, human waste. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does uh, the question was we were you here when that guy asked that question? No. Was is he eligible? Absolutely. Under the PACT Act. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was the night that was it the night that Mr. Santiago was on? No. Yeah, I think it was. I, I think it yeah. was. Absolutely. It was. It was Richard other, from Pembroke. Sure, remember there were other chemicals put in yes, the yes, so, yes. Absolutely. So so absolutely. Uh, once uh, I'm glad uh, we brought it up though because there's. There's so many veterans that haven't signed up for the burn pit registries yet. Yep. Uh, not only the Vietnam vets, but the Desert Storm. And and that was important with the PAC Act to include all veterans uh, going forward to make sure that uh, whatever situation they were in, whether chemicals, uh, wherever they were, that they were affected, they need to get a claim in. Now, you know, once you get claimed in the registry, doesn't mean you're going to automatically get something but you're in the registry and that's the key so if later down the line you have a, an issue you, you've been registered you've, you've got and, and this has got nothing to do with the lawyers you see on television talking about Camp Lejeune and yeah. this and that um, uh, you, you know just it was reiterated to me again today that 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 those lawyers are are now able to grab 50% of yep. the veteran's benefit should that veteran get a benefit right and then if in turn if that veteran has been receiving VA benefits because of that not only do they have to pay the 50% they got but they have to pay what the attorney got so it's a catch straight I try to tell veterans if your family was down there if you're a civilian absolutely get in there you know you you should be compensated but for veterans, I tell them, be very careful. Talk with your veteran service yeah. officers. Make sure you don't get yourself down the line uh, in trouble, uh, that, that you're going to wind up losing money. You're very right. Very you know? true, Justin, that uh, they, they, the, either that or that they may be forced to pay the VA back their money that they've received. Uh, during uh, Dave Henker uh, shared that with me, that that, that affects your VA disability benefit it it shouldn't what it, well, oh it does in reality what it is is any monies you get they're going to want you know you're not going to the va isn't going to allow you to double dip oh no that's what that's what they're telling you so yeah. you, you either take our monthly allotment yeah or you take that one lump sum but some way someone's getting paid back yes I mean, yeah and, and i think most most veterans hopefully understand that now it's been talked <sighs> and talked and talked about but again i tell any veteran talk to your local veteran service us for those who don't live in the area where the veteran service us go to the va and, and don't just listen to tv ads don't watch anything in a video in the on the internet and don't go on facebook no you know don't listen don't don't yeah. listen to the liar net i mean it's right. not an internet it's a liar net and sometimes don't even listen to uh, like me another veteran yeah. because i i've got some information i'm pretty knowledgeable but I'm not the person that's going to fill out your forms. I'm not the person that's going to file your appeal if it gets denied. You need to talk to those VSOs who are certified to do this. You know, it's it's like an attorney. If the attorney doesn't stay up on the law, guess what? He's a crappy attorney. Sure. And so every veteran service officer has to be trained every year. And for those again who aren't in the who, who maybe out of state and don't have veteran service officers, um, they should go to their VA and talk to the folks who are there. For filing the claims. Once again, Massachusetts is very lucky, as you know, Justin, that we have a, a veteran services officer, and in every Massachusetts city and town, 
over 7,500 population, I think. And that, then they may be towns together. They combine them. But here's something I found also that, that in 1866, I think, was the first law passed to help veterans in Massachusetts. We were the first state to actually give some kind of benefits. Um, so it's been on the books 150 years. And I believe VSOs maybe about a hundred years ago. Wow. Well, so it's it's it's, it's extensive that uh, Massachusetts. Like I've said a million times, and I'll say another million. You know, we are blessed to live in Massachusetts, where uh, veterans don't have to travel far, uh, just to their town hall, city hall, in most cases, to get some kind of relief. So it's it's important. Well, and right now, uh, Timmy, why don't we take our first first break? I think our guest is. Uh uh, is uh, appearing shortly, so why don't we He's take roaming away in the hallways? And uh, we'll be back after these messages, everybody. Uh, uh, we'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Vo- Veterans Voice Radio, Voiting. Yeah, sure. I uh, only been doing this ten years. I you'd think I could get the name of the show out once in a while. Uh, uh, that that's what you get. Uh, you know, you get a bunch of amateurs behind the mic, and uh, you, you, you know it is what it is. But uh, here we are, and uh, we're going to welcome our uh, distinguished guest, Mr. Ed Flynn, uh, all the way from Boston. Uh, thank you very much, sir, for for yourself and your family. Thank you. I'm honored to be here and to say hello and but i i came down to really to thank the veterans and military families many here in the south shore that are listening to the program so thank you greg for inviting me to be a member to be on the program and i'm i'm honored to come all the way from south boston down here to the south shore (laughs) oh boy well welcome welcome i hope it wasn't too painful for you to get down here no i was looking forward to um coming down all day and any any opportunity i have to say hello to some veterans, um, whether it's in person or over the year, um, you know, I, I, I welcome that opportunity. And we have a little bit of a different show here, Ed. We don't, uh, although we're all aware of politics and, and it's still the elephant in the room, but we don't talk about politics here. Yet, you know, we talk about veterans' benefits and services and and who needs to, to, to sign up to make sure they're getting the benefits that they uh that, that they have earned and deserve. So uh, if you could, uh, could you give us a little bit of your background? Uh, um, maybe speak of your father for a couple of sentences, if you'd like, perhaps? Sure. No, I'm, I'm honored to, and I'm honored to be with um, Mr. Latini here, who's, um, who's I, I heard great things about the program. Um, but let me, let me just say, I had the opportunity when I was younger, really, when I was 18, to enlist in the Navy. And actually served throughout college down in, in, in Rhode Island, but also here at South Weymouth when it was the air base there. Yep. And uh, was in the reserves almost up until 93. I got out for a couple of years, went back in in 98. And, you know, after after September September 11th, I had the, um, you know, I wanted to volunteer and go active duty, so I had the opportunity to serve on active duty a couple of times. But you know, my neighborhood really in in South Boston, where I'm, where I was born and raised, um, like like many communities here in the South Shore as well, Quincy and Braintree, but we 
we respect our veterans. We respect our military families. I wanted to be part of that when I was when I was young. My uncle, my uncle Dennis, who was a Boston firefighter, he died. He died young. Uh, was a Vietnam veteran, Dennis Flynn. Many people know him down here on the South Shore. Um, United States Army, uh, Vietnam veteran, Boston Fire. But I always respected the men in South Boston, in other communities, obviously as well. But that served in in Vietnam and came back, and then also continued serving. Um, you know, getting involved in Little League, getting involved in the serving on the police department or the fire department. Giving back to the Give, veterans. Giving back to veterans. Tommy Lyons. Tommy's a good friend of mine. Paul Evans. Who doesn't oh, know Tommy yeah. Lyons? And everybody loves him. He's, yeah. He's, he's a historic. Of, uh, he's done so so much for the veterans. Yeah, and, and that's what the veterans community is all about. It's, it's about giving back, making the next generation of veterans, making sure that they're treated with with respect and i always i always think of the vietnam veterans because when they came back they weren't treated with respect and the federal government didn't support them like they should have supported them um not in you know that always stayed with me but know what i always admired about vietnam veterans even though that they weren't treated with respect and they weren't given the benefits that they earned um they worked hard for the next generation of veterans. They sure and, did. And they wanted to make sure that yeah. the younger guys and yeah. women uh, were treated differently than them. Justin talks about that yeah. all, the, all the time. Yeah. So, no, so, thank you, Justin. So our organization, our, our national motto, our founder, one of our founding members, uh, his first thing was to get a motto, and it was never again will one generation of yeah. veterans abandon another. Yeah. And that has been our, uh, that's been our lead, and that's what we live by. To uh, as I say, we don't help veterans. We we lend them a handing and we bring them with us. And that was the Pack Act. Same thing. We yeah. were putting language. We made sure that the, the veterans after us were included. And I think it's so important that our generation was able to hopefully propel the next generation of veterans to receive what they're supposed to receive and the respect. I remember one percent, except during wartime, only about one percent serve. Mm-hmm. And we're protecting the ninety-nine percent. And uh, I think that just needs a little recognition somewhere along the way that the 99 should at least uh, say thank you to our veterans. And I know that's uh, when you guys were coming home. I know uh, a lot of our veterans were out on the tarmac thanking you guys and welcome you home and made sure that you received exactly what you're supposed to. Well, so. well, th- that's a great, a, a great message, Justin, is, you know, giving back to the, to the next generation. No one's giving these vet- veterans veterans anything they've earned those benefits as sure. as, as you you highlighted and you know that's that's something that always stayed with me is you know no one's in this to help themselves we're in it to make the community better to make the country better but make to make sure that veterans are treated with respect and unfortunately even today they are not they are not treated with the respect that they've earned. So we we still have a lot of work to do, and whether it's at the city level, the the state level, or the federal level. And I know Greg, we don't we're not here to talk about politics, but let me let me say, as the president of the Boston City Council today, I'm the acting mayor of Boston as well. But let me say, what some a, a story I'm not proud sure. of. Sure, um, my colleagues on the Boston City Council voted to cut $1 million of veterans' services uh, out of the veterans' budget. Yeah. And, and I had to 
and I don't I don't want to criticize yeah. my colleagues because yeah. because I like them. But this is a true story. But it's a, it's a story that has to be told. My colleagues cut one million dollars of of uh, veterans funding I don't out know of the how much budget. Funding do you think I believe did? it was like eight to nine million, wow. which is significant. And 25. and um, that story went went across the country. Because what happens at the local level, whether it's in California or Texas or here in Southie or Quincy, um, impacts almost every veteran. Because if you're going to cut the budget uh, in, in the city of Boston or in Texas or any other place, well, then it's a welcomed um, opportunity for other cities and towns to do, to do it as well. So I went, on, I went on the air, I went on television, and I educated my colleagues about um, how unconscionable it is to ever cut the veterans budget of a city state or federal if it was 25 cents i would have been equally outraged sure. if they cut 25 cents and i would have been angry as hell um, that they cut 25 cents but it goes to show you that programs like yours what you what you guys are doing is so critically important because we need to stick together we need to stay active and involved and educate people that may not know the significance of a veteran's budget at the federal level, the, the city level, or a state level, how important and it is. And what those dollars mean. That's right. Boy, to take That's 10% right. out of their budget, you know, in the city of Boston, I, I mean, the, 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 the wants and the needs of the veteran community in the city are huge. But, but thankfully, we, we were able to overcome it. And veterans across the country called my colleagues... Um, on the Boston City Council. Did they? Oh, yeah. And they informed them that cutting the veterans' budget uh, for the city of Boston is unconscionable. And my colleagues, thankfully, um, recognized the significance of what they, what they did. But they heard, they heard loud and clear from veterans, especially in their communities, older veterans, military families, sure. and, and non-veterans that said, no, we, we, this is not what we're all about. We're, we're about supporting veterans. We're about supporting military families. And whether you serve or you didn't serve, it's about treating veterans with respect. Uh, you know, uh, I just want to make, I, I, and this is a quote that I happened to just come back from my national convention. And someone had made a quote, and it's not mine. And he said, the United States without soldiers is like God without angels. Mm. And when you really think about yeah. that, uh, it, it, it's impact. Yeah. Uh, people don't, like you said, they, they see their young kid in the neighborhood, he goes off for two or four years, and then he comes back, and they don't think anything of it. And they don't realize the impact, not only that he made wherever he went, but also when he comes home. He's part of the community. You know, and we're an integral part of the community. We're, we're mm -hmm. mentors for the younger people. We're, we're looking at how, how can we help seniors. I mean, and you're still acting as, as caretakers absolutely. rather than caregetters. And if you look you at know, the number... And, and that's the problem, Ed, that the veterans are so reluctant to take for themselves be, for fear of taking away from somebody else that needs it more. Yeah, they don't understand that they've earned it. It's not, it's not a handout. And sometimes, not, whether it's politicians or someone else, would say, oh, you know, look at what we're giving them. No, you're not giving them. It's not a freebie. These people earned it. And that's the key. Well, you know what I also credit, uh, Greg and Justin, is the... Uh, the role of veteran service organizations, the role they play. Sure. And and, and Justin mentioned the the PACT Act, um, and I know you mentioned it too, Greg. 
But that PACT Act was really a, re a, re a result of veterans coming together, veteran services organizations across the country, Vietnam Veterans of oh, yeah. America and yeah. VFW and Disabled American Veterans, American Legion, but coming together and ensuring that veterans are heard at, at the halls of Congress and that they're respected. But it just goes to show you what can happen when veterans mobilize. Sure. World War II veterans came together with um, Operation Enduring Freedom veterans. Yep. Demanding respect. And that's exactly what happened when you speak with one voice. Well, I mean, I'm in a small community, and we, like, believe it or not, we're a very small community. We have 900 veterans, and not only 900 veterans, but then you have families of veterans. Well, because and of because and that Westport is a blue collar community, small community, yep. fishermen. Yeah, you know that that love their country. They they go and serve. It's the honorable thing to do. Hull has a huge percentage of veterans. Uh, uh, you, you know that serve Quincy. Man, Quincy's got generals. Yeah. They got like eighteen <laughs> damn generals for God's sake. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You, you, you know, uh, and and it's just something in the fabric of the community that when they see one go, it becomes customary and honorable. Well, like I the, said, for the next, I, I retired there, and I was I really was surprised. I'm I'm, I'm living in this. 14,000, 15,000 small town and I'm saying how many veterans you know we walk around town we may have a hat on and all of a sudden you know I'm at the fir my first event and they're like okay we have 900 in this town I'm like where are they you know they're, they're, they're coming in on the beach they're coming up the river where where they at but it, it's it's a it's a powerful message to our local selectmen and local folks that and, 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 and let there. me bring somebody on that always comes with a powerful message. He comes with the with the with the with the battalion of Marine Corps uh, at his back, our dear friend uh, uh, Charlie Duquette. Charlie, are you out there? Yes, sir. Reporting as ordered. <laughs> indeed, indeed, in, indeed, hey, Charlie. Twenty-five years of military uh, uh, service has had no effect on you, right, child? Hasn't affected me one bit, sir. Sir, sir. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to talk to my uh, alumni, I think, and ask them from a blast from the past. Southie Boston Master Gunnery Sergeant Pat Clower, former MBTA officer. Did you know him? I know. I know the name. Um, and I. And I have great relationships, and I know the importance of the um, the important work the MBTA police do. Um, was he retired from the MBTA police? Uh, yeah, he, he basically uh, got off the MBTA, went back on active duty with the FTS program, the TAR program. Oh yeah, and he was my he was my recruiter, and that's how <laughs> I ended up at Weymouth, and uh, I I ended up on active duty there. But anyways, who were you? I was with Mag Forty Nine. Were you at South Weymouth or were you at Quincy drilling? I was at from eighty seven to ninety one, ninety two, and then then the base closed down around that period of time. Ninety two, yeah, ninety three. I, I closed it. But I yeah. was um I was assigned to a squadron called HSL seventy four. Oh, I know I, I know HSL very well. Those were my buddies. I was there nine years. Okay, and, I was uh, I was yeah. all the way all the way at the end, and I was um, a, a reservist, a drilling reservist. But I, mm -hmm. I love the people that I worked with, and I enjoyed going there. Um, you know, one one weekend a month, and yeah. then then when that closed, I I spent a little bit of time down at the uh, in in Newport, Rhode Island. Yeah, and and then I also was affiliated as well with 
with the Reserve Center in Quincy for a while. But then I, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to uh, go on active duty. I was in Norfolk, Virginia. I was in, mm-hmm. I was in the Persian Gulf. And for mm-hmm. 13 months, I was in um, Guantanamo. I was oh, in Gitmo. Uh, uh, Gitmo. So I was in the detention facility for 13 months. And I, I lived in a small country or station in a small country called Bahrain, Bahrain, uh, <laughs> Manama. And uh, that's where the Navy's um, Fifth Fleet was at. So right. I, w- I was there yeah. for um, an extended period of time as well. Well, after I retired 25 years, I uh, ended up taking an overseas training opportunity, was an advisor to an Iraqi general and his staff. Uh, which an Iraqi general translates loosely to gangsta. So uh, <laughs> it, was, it was quite an experience. But anyways, I just wanted to give, I want to give you a shout, shout out from N, uh, NES uh, Salway. Uh, and, you know, that, that was like, and you can talk about it, I'm going to uh, listen off there. South Weymouth was like the Mayberry RFC, and I loved the Navy hangar. And they tore that down because the climate control had its own weather and they ruined it. Well, there's but, another. Uh, there's there's one hangar left, Charlie, and we're going to be talking about a a giant event that Brett Miller from uh, uh, One Ten oh. Fitness uh, is putting on just after. Uh, Veterans Day, so uh, uh, we'll be. That was my uh, anger, Greg. That we'll was be, my we'll, we'll, we'll I'll be show taking you where my old office was. <laughs> we're we're going to be taking over the hangar, and we're going to uh, we're going to welcome the uh, flying leapfrogs. Yeah. Yeah, For, <laughs> that's right. We're going to get the band back together. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so, hey, I'll let you guys go. I know. I just wanted to say hi to Mr. Flynn or Petty Officer Flynn or whatever you were. And uh, HSL, keep them flying. All yeah, right, keep brother? them going. Keep them going. Yeah, Petty Officer, that's right. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been called a Petty Officer in a long time. I got promoted. You just promoted me. <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, yeah. we, we pay very little, but we give big promotions here. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll listen off there. Thanks a lot for Th- talking. Thanks for calling, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie. That, well, that was Charlie Duquette that uh, had a uh, storied... Uh, Past, I've known Charlie for about 15 <laughs> years, and he was a UMass uh, 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 Boston hist- uh, Japanese professor okay. with the Veterans Upward Bound program. Oh, I know that program very well. It's an outstanding program. It was. Well, yeah. UMass Boston lost it. Yeah, but, but the out, Outward Bound... Was a spectacular. Yeah, right, right. For, for 30 years, they helped so many yep. folks... And 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 critical for that transition back to civilian life, and unfortunately, UMass Boston doesn't have the program anymore. Suffolk University has it. They're tough to get to. It's a tough physical campus to get to. Right, right. And, and, and I'm friends with the with the veterans uh, commissioner in Boston, Rob Santiago, and what him and I have been working on is there's a lot of veterans that are uh, college students. Sure. And um, you know, so we're trying to support these college kids as well that are that are still still in the reserves or still on active duty in, in some cases. But there's a lot of veterans um, in these colleges and universities. But we we want to make sure that their voices are heard as well. And and how do the colleges? Uh, it, I I know a little bit about Northeastern. They they seem to have a pretty aggressive veterans community there. Um, maybe we'll talk about that after the break. Timmy, why don't we, we need to take a break here, don't we? 
Let's let's take a halftime break, and we'll be back after these messages to talk more about the veterans' uh, uh, college community in the city of Boston. That sounds good. We'll be back after these messages. It's Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio, here uh, with uh, uh, this president of the Boston City Council, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Ed Flynn, uh, taking over uh, uh, in his father's footsteps, uh, although he could never fill them. Uh, I'm sure you... you uh, you you pay for the for, for the pleasure of having that name sometimes. Exactly, it's um, <laughs> it's it's. I'm proud of I'm proud of my name, but also, you know, I'm also proud of the the my family and the accomplishments they had. But I learned I learned so much from my parents, but also the 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 neighbors I had in South Boston. Sure. And and one of the things that my neighbors in South Boston always stressed was supporting veterans, giving back, giving back to your community. And that's what I really admire about the people of South Boston. And many of the people of South Boston, as you as you guys know, have moved on down to this area. Huge to, amounts. To Marshfield. There's a lot of Boston police officers down here. Sure thing. There's a lot of retirees. There's Boston firefighters down here. Um, so a lot of Dorchester people have moved down to this area as well. So... And what I like about that, what what I love about that, is they brought that same level of respect of of supporting our veterans and supporting our military families. So that attitude has always stayed with them, and that's something we're proud of. Well, yep, yeah, you're, you're you're so right, Ed, uh, and it permeates throughout the whole the whole community. If if uh, uh, you know if somebody sees you know a, 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 a someone really. Um, Paying attention to that veteran, and and seeing how what a difference it makes in that veteran's life, that someone actually says thank you for your service. Justin, your group never heard any of that. No, and and, and I I think I told you the story a few weeks ago that uh, one veteran was upset because he was walking through the airport and somebody said, "Hey, thanks for your service," and kept walking, and he confronted him. He said, "Listen, do me a favor. When you see a veteran, don't just say that and walk away." You shake the hand, you look him in the eye. Because otherwise, it's just lip service. So I want to see you shake my hand, look me in the eye, and tell me thank you for my service. And I thought that was an important part. Because otherwise, you know, it's like watering it down. Uh, either walk by and don't say anything. Or if you really mean it, stop and give me that one second. And, and, that's, and that's what most veterans say. One veteran was very upset because he said he'd never, in, in, he's, he's in his 70s. And no one has ever thanked him for his service. And he just was, it overwhelmed him. And it does, some of the guys. I mean, I was 58 before I marched my first parade ever. And I, by the end of the parade, I, I had tears coming down because people were saying thank you. And, you and, I'm not, and I'm not a combat vet, but still it was just the idea that someone thanked me for the service that, that, that I did. You took that two or three or four years out of your life. You know? You left your family and all your loved ones back home, everything. And you left you back home. Yeah. You, and, you, you, yeah. you trade yourself when you go to, to, to training camp. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is an important part to make, though, and, and, and you served during war, and so did I, but I'll tell you how many veterans I meet that are uh, served during uh, peacetime, mm -hmm. and the first thing they say to me is, oh, I didn't do anything. 
I'm not a vet. I'm, I'm not. I had one vet. I'm not. A, I'm not a real veteran. And I said to him, "Listen, <laughs> it's like the police officer walking a beat for 20 years, never has to pull his weapon. Is he less than a police officer because he never had to pull a weapon? But he was there as a deterrent. And I'm sure if they called you, you were going to pack up, take mm-hmm. your training, and go. So don't ever let someone tell you you did less than what you did. Mm-hmm. Your service has it matters and it has value and it's important and it, you served honorably and that's. You know, that's what some of the veterans, especially the peacetime guys, and, and I, I really gravitate sometimes to them because they, they just say, oh, I didn't, never did anything. Well, Justin, and, and like I've them, said it, I've said it go, before, if you, nobody peels the potatoes, nobody gets to eat. Right. Every, right. every job in the military is important. Yeah. Right. Whether, whether you sat at South Weymouth or you were in, you know, the Delcon or whether you were in <clears throat> Baru, wherever you were, you all had a job to do and you did it. And you, you need to be proud of that. And don't let anyone tell you that you shouldn't. Let, let me tell you a quick story about about a restaurant worker that I knew, and he was a a pretty big time in the restaurant worker. And one day he came in from 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 uh, uh, to start the the day with us. He was a, a part time, and he looked like hell. He was all disheveled, and he said, and, "And I said, what happened? What happened at work last night? Salad girl didn't show up." And she, and everybody had to take advantage because the salad girl wasn't there. So you know, like you said, everybody's important. They're yeah. peeling the potatoes, bringing the salad, chopping the lettuce. Nobody likes a dirty latrine. You know, for it, every it, always, for, it all plays for a role. every combat veteran, there are ten in the rear that are supporting them. Sure, that's right. And people don't that's realize right. that. You know, for every guy that went out into the bush or wherever, there were ten people back there who had to make sure that he was. Had everything he needed to do his job, you know. It's like the, the helicopter pilots. We always, you know, God love those guys. Their life and girls. It, well, yeah. now now women, yeah. but during yeah. Vietnam, it was men. And not realizing that if that mechanic didn't do his job, if they didn't refuel right, if they, all the little things that have to go right. And you know, when I hear veterans tell me that, you know, whatever division they're in, hey, thank God I had that guy who packed my chute, or whatever it was. Um, those are the veterans that I really say they got it. They understand it, you know, and and it's important. Well, that's a that's a great story, Justin, it's, and it's an important story because you know everybody's service is is important, is significant, is honorable. Yeah. And what I also think about just listening to your your story and in, in, in thinking about the Vietnam veterans as well, but also the the spouses. And, and the kids, you know, for a period of time, though, those spouses, um, you know, their loved one was overseas or their loved one was somewhere during during a training program or their kids, um, their parent wasn't there for their school play or for their um, at, uh, Little League, Little League game. Thanksgiving, Christmas. Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. I, I always think of the, the little kids and sitting at a at a at a at a Thanksgiving dinner and how how sad it is though, you know, for that little kid knowing that their parent is is away. In, in harm's way. In possibly. harm's way. And it's just um I, I I was away many Thanksgivings and other and other holidays and it's it's really more difficult for the family than it is for the veteran, although it is very very hard for the veteran. Yeah. 
Um, but at least you got uh, some comrades. You, you don't to, to you, share things with, and you're going through yeah. things with. Families tend to be just one family. Uh, that's so right. You know that's right. All right. The family doesn't know that you're all right at all times. Uh, right. You right. Know? And imagine like, these these people. They miss the birth of a child. I mean, can you even imagine but, being you know. being away on deployment? You, your son, your daughter is born. Well, the, the, that's 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 a that's a good point. Is the and the and the veteran service organizations. Is they also advocate for military families, and you, you know that's 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 an incredible part of it. Is I I look at Justin, I the the Vietnam veterans, and I know the PACT Act included a lot of um, some of these illnesses that that are imp- especially impacted Vietnam veterans. But I also know that Vietnam veterans, their children, are also impacted by some um, medical conditions and, and as grand, well. And grandchildren now. And grandchildren. Mean, we, we've been, our organization for the last 20 years, uh, I've been trying to get, and I've talked about this other shows, we're trying to get these blood work that we had taken over 20 years ago that's been still frozen up in Washington State on an Air Force base, and the head of the VVA three years ago was directed to release them for research, and they're still sitting there. And so, you know, now that's our new fight, is to fight for our children and grandchildren. No, who, no, who told me about that as I I'm active with the disabled American veterans um, out of out of Dorchester, but also a, f- a friend of Lou mine. Pasquale. I know Lou, Lou passed away, unfortunately. Lou, Lou, Lou he, is my mentor you when knew I Lou. was nine years old. Wow. No, no, no. Who I, I was friends with, and I and I I used to see Lou all the time, active with the DAV. But I don't know if you knew him. If you know him, Justin, he's a wonderful man. Uh, Phil Garrity. He's a Vietnam veteran, active down here, but he was always always talking about how important it is to ensure um, the children um, that have medical conditions, uh, medical-related issues, um, are also recognized, but also there's important work that we have to do at the federal level. And I know Congressman Lynch is doing a terrific job on veterans' issues, um, but we need to make sure that these children now 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 adults of vietnam veterans um they also have to be supported because i i do know that they have they have medical related challenges as well at a higher level than the than the um population so we we have to recognize that we have to support uh funding in making sure that those issues are addressed because if those issues aren't aren't addressed um, it's it, it basically says we're going to put men and women in harm's way, and when they come back, forget about you. We're just going to throw them away. Yeah, but but we'll they're, they're, if we really are serious about supporting veterans, we do have to support their families also. Well, we're ser- serious about our last uh, commercial break, so, Timmy, why don't we uh, take this last break and we'll get ready for the fourth quarter uh, yeah. as we come back to wrap up... Uh, uh, tonight's great uh, show with, uh, uh, with with Mr. Red Flynn. Timmy, take it away, kid. We'll be back after these messages. Say goodbye to the summer. How appropriate that the Beach Boys uh, help us to say goodbye. I got another eight weeks of fishing in me. Uh, I'm still going to be in shorts. I'm, 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 I'm sad. I'm already moving firewood, Justin. So. Uh, 
I'm I'm a, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm I'm ready to go. But uh, uh, Ed, you really uh, have been talking about the, uh, the the history of the veterans and the role that they that they come back and play in the community in Southie. And and I know Sue McDonough is a yep. is a big Southie girl and does a lot with the uh, community. But uh, um, how is Mr. Santiago doing with the with the Boston? Uh, veteran services. How is that? How are they doing as a as a whole? Would you say? I think he's. I think he's doing a, an, an excellent job, and the department's doing excellent as well. And I know each city and town, by by law, has a veterans advocate, uh, veterans supervisor. Yeah. I don't know the exact title. VSO. VSO. Uh, v- yeah, yeah. VSO. Um, but every city and town has one, and. You know, that's an important position, and most of them are in the town hall or the city sure. hall. Yeah. And if you don't know who your VSO is, you should take a couple minutes, do a little bit of research, find out who who he or she is. As you mentioned, um, Sue McDonough, uh, a lot of women veterans out there too. Oh yeah. Um, and I went to one of their conferences recently, and they they play a tr- tremendous role not not just in the military in Qu- their conference was in Quincy it was in Quincy that's I'm right. sorry I missed you I was I, I was there as well exactly and I know they have unique um, medical issues that the VA is also struggling to deal with yeah so we need to make sure um, women veterans are treated with respect the same with men veterans uh, men is women veterans they earn those vet- Benefits, sure, and so didn't their families. So right. um, let's continue working together. But what I what I came down here tonight for is basically to say thank you to the to you guys for talking about veterans' issues, supporting military families, but the work you're doing right now in educating people across the South Shore is critical. But you know what we're going to do from now on, Ed, is we're going to mention that there's that there are. Veterans like yourself that are going to stand up for other veterans, and when you saw the budget at risk, you stood up and said something. Well, Greg, I was I was mad as hell when when that happened. I said to I'm my, mad as hell. Yeah, <laughs> looking I, backwards. I said to my colleagues, I said what you did. I used the word unconscionable. Yeah, and they're looking they're they're looking at me as well. It's just a million dollars. Yeah, and, and that's and I said you you can't. You can't do that. They didn't understand the significance of it. That's what I, I, I was trying to say to them. And it took them a while for their constituents to pick up the phone and to call them, to send a letter to them, to see them at the supermarket, and to tell them cutting a, a budget for veterans is unconscionable. Yeah. But people yeah. rose up, and they said, no, not not in this city, not in this state. Not in Boston. Not in Boston. We, we don't do that. No. Nope. Um, we treat our veterans with respect, but but also, that's what the South Shore is all about too. Sure. Is standing up for veterans, yeah. and that's exactly what you you guys are doing right here. Well, and and we 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 uh, and and talking about the women veterans role, uh, we we have uh, um, uh, the the award winner, uh, the first woman veteran was uh, uh, Deborah. Samson. That's right. From Pembroke, I believe. That's right. And we've had five or six Deborah Sampson Award winners here in the studio. We've had 25 or 30 women veterans shows. 
and it's amazing the poise that they show getting out of the uh, military. They handle themselves with such dignity and such courage and um, they've just really ascended to a role comparable i think with the man with the male veterans now that's exactly right and i don't know maybe justin would would know better than than me but justin what was the role of um women um in the military especially nurses during the vietnam war oh i mean that's all that was there i mean uh, we have seven on the wall but uh you know yeah women were played very little role in, in the combat they were you know again support but uh, to carry that a little further, I've seen the transition in the last 15 years, and, and, and a good transition. When I got, I didn't get involved with veterans until I retired, and most of the VSOs were older mm-hmm. gentlemen who, I'm, I'm sorry, couldn't run computers, didn't have the energy, weren't that, you know, they were at the end of their career, and they were just by, getting along to get along. And in the last 15 years, the transition's been, to me, it's been great. Uh, more women. Um, more younger veterans who now are becoming the VSOs. Strong women uh, in v- as VSOs. Yeah, and, and the nice thing even with them is I see even the difference between the women and the men. And Not that the men can't do it, but the women have a better handle with families. They really can get to widows and, mm. and they really get into the family dynamics where the men, they're okay, but they don't have that same instinct. The motherly instinct. Yeah, and, and, and I don't want to use motherly because these are some, we've got a, we got a Marine combat vet uh, as obvious, so, and she's yeah. great, so <laughs> I wouldn't mess with her. But, but I just find as an older veteran, it's great, I, I personally see it, it's a great thing to see these younger veterans coming in and, and fighting for veterans. And as there are less veterans on boards like you sit mm-hmm. and selectman boards, that you know that can creep up very quickly where they're denying you know cutting a budget of a veteran and there's six people on the board and 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 there's no veteran on the board well it's easy to say yeah I'll just cut that budget um so that voice that you you gave uh being a veteran and again I, I i thank you for your service uh is so important that that local veterans i said this before you were here tonight you've got to pay attention especially the politics going on you've got to pay attention locally <coughs> Uh, who is who is being on these boards, and you've got to keep veterans on the boards. That, that's right, no, Justin. You that that was a great point. You know what I tell um, my constituents as well, and I tell residents of Boston, and whether they're my constituents or not, is when you see your elected official at the supermarket, at the grocery grocery store, at an event, uh, walk up to them. If you don't know them, walk up to them. Introduce yourself to them, especially veterans, and, and let them know that you're a veteran and veterans' benefits are important. Sure. And don't, don't walk away from that elected official without having a meaningful or significant conversation. And if you have to repeat yourself many times during many different me- meetings with that elected official, take that opportunity. But don't... don't Ignore the opportunity, if you have it, to introduce yourself and tell that elected official that veterans' issues are important and that you want their support in supporting veterans' um, benefits. And as an elected official, would that that veteran coming up to you, would that sit in the back of your mind when you thought about some other veterans' issues down the road? It has a huge impact. It has a huge impact. I'm with my wife and kids, and people will come up to me, even as a veteran, and they'll say, hey, Ed, 
I, I want you to make sure that you're, you are at City Hall fighting for uh, veterans' benefits, veterans' issues, military families. And I say, th- I thank them for, for telling me what to do because, because they're the boss. I'm not the boss. They're, they put me in office. But they should have that same message anytime they see their elected official politely, respectfully, but firmly let them know that veterans' benefits, veterans' issues are important and constituents are paying attention. And especially, you know, I'll, I'll close this out. Um, you know, they, they just revamped the suicide hotline with a 22 a day. And so the 988 number is so important to us. Press one at the prompt because, you know, the other number you had to remember a lot. And, and when yeah. veterans are in a crisis, it's just easy to hit 988 at the prompt, hit one. And, uh, you know, Greg, you said it. It's dark out tonight. We're going home in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, one, And it's not good. And so a lot of veterans, you know, they're feeling that we're going into the fall now. And so veterans need to be aware of their what, what they're doing mentally and keep keep themselves sharp. And, again, if you do need help, you know, we're out here to help you. So. And, and, and Justin, that, that, that carries on the mission here of what the Veterans Voice is all about. Uh, uh, if we don't get a, one call a week combined, one of us... From, from from some person that has a vet in trouble, not that, especially Wolf, Wolfie and I, uh, we don't do, do anything, but we know everybody that does. And that's one of the things that this network has, has done over the years. We've, we've, we've had um, directors from so many different wonderful agencies with, with different benefit programs, and I really admire that you would step up and... Uh, Maybe at the risk of alienating some of your colleagues, uh, uh, it, it, you know, uh, they maybe weren't too happy about about you talking to them. No, they they weren't. But they they I think at, in the final analysis is I'm not there to um, to be their friend. I'm I'm there to support them and to help them realize that veterans benefits, veterans issues are important and I think I made that case to them and it was a tough case to make and it was a painful one to be honest with you sure um, but I think people around the city and around literally around the country realize that the most liberal city the most progressive city maybe maybe in the country Boston but even in Boston we don't know all that much about uh, veterans issues as much as we should have Hey, Greg, if, if anyone needs to reach me, I just wanted to give people my email. Sure if they want to drop an email to me, um, ed.flynn at boston.gov, ed.flynn at boston.gov. If you, if you don't have a pen, uh, you can just get me generically on at, this, at Boston City Hall. But if you need help, uh, reach out to me. I have a lot of friends in, in the city, city government. If there's anything I could do to be, to be helpful to anybody, I just wanted to basically say thank you to the veterans say thank you to this radio program and say thank you to our military families here on the south shore well ed we want to continue to play a role with you and uh bring you back on in a few months and talk about if you see if you see of any veterans issues that we should be talking about please give us a call and we'll put you on the line right away and the clock on the wall, unfortunately, says that's the end of tonight's show. Good night, everybody. Thanks for taking the trip down. Justin, Timmy, thanks so much, Gino, and and not to forget Spirit. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Have a great week.